Welcome to the Pole Art Vault's podcast show. I'm Chloe, your host of the show and the founder of the Pole Art Vault. This is your podcast where we talk about pole art, pole dance, personal development, and improving your mindset. Before we dive in, remember you can find the video version of this episode along with other free tips and Q&As on our website at poleartvault.com or on our Pole Art Vault YouTube channel. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Polecast Show. I'm your host, Chloe, and we have here a very special guest, very, very exciting, Fionn from Luna Lay. Hi. So she's a founder of Luna Lay, ex-pole dancing instructor of six years, and she is also an ex-full-time fashion designer. And even also a competitor, ex-competitor of Miss Pole Dance Australia. So please welcome Fionn to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, it's so, so exciting. I've been wanting to like get to know you just as a person. Also, I'm sure a lot of you have a lot of questions about how she runs her day-to-day very, very crazy business. And also just to get to know more about the brand and also maybe if you're interested and wanting to get to know more about like the business side of things, then she is the perfect person to ask. So, Fionn, Mm -hmm. um, so how did Luna Lay come about? Like, I'm really, really curious. Yeah. Um, So back in the day when I was like in my pole days, when I was like super obsessed, I just found like there wasn't really any pole wear that was comfortable or looked good. There were only kind of like bad kitty. I don't know if you remember them. Do you remember? I actually don't. Or maybe you went around there. No, yeah. I don't think so. Like, I don't know if they even exist anymore, but like that was the only brand. And then you could get like sports bras from like Conan on Body or like Lorna Jane. And um, yeah, so I used to be a full-time designer and I was like, man, I just want to make my own stuff, you know, because there wasn't really something that I wanted. Mm. So I just thought, yeah, like I've always wanted to have my own business. Um, I had a business prior to that with an old business partner, but um, we decided to not go ahead with that. And I just felt like there was a gap in the market at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this idea and run with it. So, uh, yeah, it just really hit off. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can see, I'm very um, naked today compared to like, <laughs> the, the rest of the, the podcast show. So this is one of um, Luna and Lee's piece. Woo! And Fionn's obviously wearing one as well. So, so nice. Like all the pieces I find super flattering on your body. And it's just like, I feel like, you know, someone with like a body like mine when I don't have an ass it makes me look like I have an ass and it makes me look like I have boobs as well do you have so, boobs and ass so very very like comfortable too so I just want to I guess like get to know more about like not just the business but in terms of like designing and stuff because I think you obviously have a very heavy focus on sustainability mm-hmm. so how did you come about or like where did your interest from sustainability come from uh, I don't know if it's an interest, but I feel like the whole world is like moving towards that route. And I feel like it's more of a necessity than anything. Like 
be it how we live, how we drive, how we get to school, like everything is so like bad for the environment, uh, especially fast fashion, you know, like it's actually one of the most toxic things. It's like toxic for the soil, like the dyes. Um, I just feel like it's something that has to change. Uh, so yeah, I just felt like it was a necessary move. Um, yeah. And I just feel like I want to put more meaning into the business rather than like making money. Cause like money is not going to make you happy, you know? So just moving towards that is more fulfilling and also necessary. Mm, right. Cause I, I know for a fact that, you know, cause, I mean, at least for me, like I'm not a huge, like I don't know much about sustainability and I feel like it's still sort of like a new thing. So like when it comes to sustainability and we like spoke about this like very briefly, but you said that it's really, really hard to, yeah. you know, create your brand very yeah. sustainable. So how hard is it? And like, what do you, what are the things that differentiate a sustainable design and a non-sustainable design? I mean, there's so many factors uh, of making a garment that make it not good for the environment, right? So, like, um, the dyeing of the fabric, like, how you dye it, so, like, there's natural dyes, um, the yarn itself. So, if you use a natural yarn, like cotton, silk, linen, anything that comes from nature, it biodegrades into the earth. Or you could use, like, what we use, um, it's recycled. So a lot of the plastic pollution uh, that goes into the sea, they recycle it. So that's why like companies sell it to China because they buy it and they make it, they literally make fibers out of the thread, like the fibers into thread, sorry. And then they weave it into the fabric and then they make the garment. Um, so there's, that's one factor, the fabric uh, and the dyeing. And then there's also like all these like microplastics, right? So in your swing tag, you might like normally in your clothing, you have this little plastic thing where you pull it out and you take the oh, tag yeah. off. Uh, so when we do that, we just thought like, that's totally unnecessary. So we just use like a cotton string and just tie it on. Or like, um, we just use like a hundred percent cardboard. So just like, it's just biodegradable. And then our, even our sew-on labels are just like hundred percent cotton. So it's small, but you know, those things aren't necessarily necessary. So, yeah, I think just making small changes in those things are really important. Um, yeah. Does that yeah. answer your question? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, you know, with sustainability, it's still, I mean, as I mentioned, I feel like I don't know much about it, but we have like a long way to go because, you know, fast fashion is obviously um, way cheaper and, yeah. you know, having you know, following like sustainable brands and stuff. I know for a fact that they're much more expensive and yeah. people do want to think about, you know, how much is coming out of the wallet yeah. rather than maybe thinking about like sustainability. Yeah. So yeah, that was actually another thing. So obviously, like you said, it is cheaper just to buy like non-sustainable stuff because they have to buy the thread, they have to weave it. And also the turnaround time is a lot longer. So if we like sell out of something and we want to order it because they have to make that fabric from scratch, the turnaround time is so much longer. So it actually makes it really hard for businesses 
uh, to be sustainable. Um, so yeah, it's not like as easy as people think. And also people don't want to pay that money. Like they say they want sustainable, but when it comes down to it, Hey, I don't want to pay that price, you know? So I don't, I think it's important that it comes from the customer that we tell the customers tell like us what they want and like to show us that, Hey, this is important to us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause if they're not buying it, then what does that mean? Mm. Yeah. So like in terms of, I guess like cost versus the quality or like sustainability and like, how do you kind of like combat that? Or like, how do you kind of create that? Like, I guess like gap. Yeah. I mean, all you can do is charge more to cover the cost. Cause like, what else can you do? Mm. You know, if it costs more, you got to charge more. But if the customer respects that and understands that, um, it just shows what they value. Mm. Yeah. Cause I feel like, from what I know, I feel like Luna, Luna Lay is obviously very well known for the design. But then also when it comes to like sustainability, like I'm not too sure if people are, I guess, like educated enough yeah. on like how important it is. Yeah. So I guess this is like a really good kind of like way to show how important like sustainability is and also to continuously like work yeah. on being more sustainable. Yeah, like I, like, I think the whole world, we don't know the answer on how to be 100% sustainable. But all we can do is, like, do our best, you know. So just as, do as much as you can. And, like, and I, I just guess I hope the customers appreciate that and um, can understand, like, why we're doing that. And I think they're responding quite well because, yeah, they like the response on social media they value it they're buying it so yeah i think if we're all moving towards that direction then we're doing the right thing mm, definitely yeah. so i guess like as you know as us being pole dancers and i think as a community we are very like united and like we're really like you know like close to each other we're very supportive so i think when we have like a big message that we want to kind of like I guess express it's a it's really nice that people kind of like reciprocate that as yeah, well yeah I think that's why I love the pole community as well because everyone's just so like understanding and like yeah. they're very supportive of each other yeah yeah what do you reckon from like a brand I guess owner um angle yeah do you find that people are more like reciprocating to the sustainability factor yeah or like just yeah. as like a brand like just as a brand like do people like support you and um <laughs> of course yes i think people like have seen the journey from like when we were like luna poet but of course like as any business like you get your haters along the way um i mean there's nothing you can do about that um, and there's people that try to like, you know, talk you down or whatever, but it comes with anything and everything you do really. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So touching on that sort of like, I guess the negative responses that you may be getting, because I can't even, I don't know, personally, I can't imagine anyone talking bad about like Luna Lay because the, <laughs> the brand is amazing. 
you know, like you obviously have like great focus and great vision in terms of like how you want the brand to be and not to mention like how amazing the design is. Yeah. So what sort of, what sort of like critique do you ever get? Uh, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it, but like, you know, on social media, everyone's like, you know, the keyboard warriors, they'll say like, and everyone has their own opinions, you know, and if you're on social, someone's going to be unhappy with something that you do. I'm sure you've experienced it, like commenting nasty things, mm. you know, uh, I don't want to specifically say like what it is, but hundred percent, like we've been online for five years. Like there has definitely been negative stuff said about the brand, about like certain messages, which I don't like to focus on the negative too much. Just kind of like, okay, cool. That's your opinion. Uh, we're just focusing on us and what we want to achieve. So, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion and that's mm. cool. Do what you want, but this is what we're about and this is where we're heading. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as you said, I think it's very, very common that especially like us pole dancers get, yeah. you know, some critique from the outside world, uh-huh. but yeah, like, I guess it's, <laughs> It's definitely a given. I don't think it really matters which industry you're in. Yeah, that's right. You're going to get it all the time. Yeah. No matter what. And yeah, not everybody wants to support you. Like not everybody wants to see success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess going back to like you being a, a business owner, mm-hmm. let's talk more about that because I'm really curious as to knowing like what goes into kind of like the day-to-day aspect of things yeah and like what creates Luna Lay what do you mean by what creates Luna Lay like what is I guess your so first maybe like your biggest vision in terms of Luna Lay yeah um I think my biggest vision I want to work towards that sustainability factor so like Mm. Like I said, like everything in our world today, it's like, it's toxic for the moment. How can we work towards where we're doing as minimal as we can? So like, for example, in our office, we have solar panels, small things like that, or like, you know, um, the carbon emission. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So small things like that, like how can we make our production as, have a minimal effect to the environment as possible? Um, also not sure if you've seen, but we just launched our, uh, lingerie stuff, our interns. Yeah. So that's really exciting. We, um, I kind of want to expand and like to see, have the non-polars see our stuff. Um, because some people think like, oh, it's polar. I don't want to wear that. Um, yeah. And just grow it and see where it goes. Hmm. Yeah. And like just the workplace I really want to create a workplace where like it's really enjoyable like because you work with people for like eight hours a day you know like nobody wants to work in a shit place or work with like people who bitch about you like I want to make it like you go there you enjoy what you're doing but like you're working towards something that's exciting that has like purpose rather than being like oh fuck I have to do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah, but it's very challenging as any, like, small business owner, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And, yes, I did see your, like, intimates. They look absolutely, like, gorgeous. And I Thank think you. 
I've seen a lot of like the comments as well because I'm you know like seeing like what the responses are like and everyone seems to be like really really excited Mm -hmm. the designs look like they're like stunning oh thank you I love them so I guess going back to like being a business owner like what is the biggest struggle uh I I don't know (laughs) that's a big question like I think the biggest struggle is being good at everything (laughs) and like because as a like if you start off as a designer or a pole dancer like being a business owner is a completely different skill that you've never done before um so you really have to be well-rounded and well-versed in every single thing and understand how to do those roles I think also the biggest challenging is like dealing with people and managing people and also motivating them and inspiring them at the same time yet being their friend and having that line and that boundary of like hey no this needs to be done that's really challenging and then also like not overwhelming yourself because I feel like for me I put so much on myself like I used to have this mentality of that like no I have to be the best at everything and it just drove me crazy like I feel like you would have that as well like you really just want to achieve a lot of stuff and it just kind of just like drives you mental sometimes um so just like taking a chill pill sometimes and just like yeah just enjoying it rather than being like oh no I have to be the best but the challenge is like I don't know it's like everything (laughs) I don't know if that answers your question (laughs) no it definitely does and I think I can definitely I can definitely attest to that like you do want to do everything and you want to be able to do everything but what is like your best tip in terms of having fun as you said I don't think I have a lot of fun these days. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've been working so hard. I honestly feel like I've, I haven't been having a lot of fun, especially in lockdown. Like we're not with the team, so it's not as fun. Mm. Um, I guess like scheduling things for fun. So like having team activities or like, um, yeah honestly I haven't been having much fun I've just been working really hard and I can see that yeah I'm tired yeah and I think that like really goes to show you know all that all these like beautiful like intimates you've been creating all these like beautiful garments that you know you've been creating has Mm -hmm. pretty much it's just like all the blood, sweat, and tears, like, all into yeah. design, you know? Yeah. And I definitely see that. And, like, you're, you know, you've obviously been working really hard on all your socials as well. I see that your TikTok is, like, blowing up. Mm. And even your Instagram as well, like, great responses. So, yeah. like, that's pretty much, you know, all the effort and all the success that you've been seeing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so do you have like a long-term plan in terms of Luna Lay? And because you obviously just launched your intimates, but I'm just thinking if there's anything you want to work on, like further than that, that you can tell us. <laughs> uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but I think, like I said before, I really want to, I want to have a really nice office. <laughs> that's like beautiful. Um, your office already looks so beautiful though. 
it's like over like filled with stock right now it's getting too small oh really yeah oh my gosh you should come visit sometime yeah i would love to yeah oh my gosh and play with that pole that you're always posting on tiktok yeah you're welcome to like film stuff there like yeah um, oh my gosh absolutely yeah so you must have like grown really out of that space then yeah it's wow. filled with stock um happy for you to come have a tour if you want um we're in Lidcombe. <laughs> you can also shop there so um yeah it's getting too small um i think trying to have the warehouse and the office at the same location is a bit hard because like warehouse is like super messy and like there's like just like crap everywhere um so yeah we would really like a beautiful office and have a really nice working environment and have lots of like team activities where it's like really fun mm. um and just yeah like like the pole community just be really supportive of each other you know because like what's life for like working like a dog not really you know mm-hmm. yeah so like i guess what do you do then if you're you're so just like so busy like what's your downtime like what do you do? <laughs> I don't have any downtime. <laughs> oh my gosh, like nothing, no downtime at all. Um, I do a lot of yoga. And, okay. Um, so like running the business, I got really, really stressed out. And like, I actually used to have really bad anxiety, which I never used to be. Like, I feel like the older you get, I don't know. I, I don't know if you experience this, but a lot of my girlfriends have like, like they're really stressed out or like really anxious. So I actually had this really crazy experience. Like it's a long story. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but um, I got really into yoga and meditation. Yeah. So that's like my downtime or like what I, I have to do. Or otherwise I feel crap. So I do like two hours in the morning. Um, I also am really obsessed with dancing right now. Um, like I told you, I go to that. Uh, movement nation yeah i go to that i go to imi oh you go to imi as well but uh, the owner says she's amazing uh sarah yeah yeah they're all amazing oh my god they're crazy yeah she's like gun yeah yeah i love her um so dancing dancing how often do you do that i'm kind of obsessed with it to be honest like it's kind of like replaced my pole so yeah I'm like, I do like a few hours a week, like three, four. Oh, wow. It range from like one to six hours, depending how busy I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I just like hang out with my boyfriend and my girlfriends. Mm. Go to the beach. I love the beach. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I feel like when you're a business owner, you just don't have downtime. Like no matter where you go or what you do, you're constantly thinking about work or even like yeah you you can't really clock off yeah yeah and i think it's like the habits of like our phones of like oh okay i'm gonna turn on my instagram it's like how do you switch that off you know Mm. it's really bad habit yeah yeah do you ever like do you put like conscious effort into maybe like putting (laughs) your phone away or like doing anything to like kind of like clock off i try to turn on that screen time thing downtime yeah and i was just like oh let's skip (laughs) and then recently i was like okay after six o'clock i don't want to look at my phone um just started that but also like i go to bed at nine and i don't bring any tech up with me so Mm. otherwise i'm just like on my phone on tiktok on insta 
and I just have like my Apple Watch and my books and I'm like just forced to do that or I just sleep. Like that's the only thing that works if I force myself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's really hard to just like not look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip actually and I think that's a great idea as well because a lot of the times, especially like nowadays when we're so like consumed in social media mm-hmm. and, you know, we get notifications all the time, you know, like I'm sure everyone gets like some sort of like notification from social media or email or like whatever sort of like social network it is. Yeah. It's kind of like giving you a message that you have to attend to someone yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. And I feel like that's very, very unhealthy if you just like live like that every day without being conscious. Cause yeah. your unconscious mind is always thinking like, okay, I have to attend to this or like someone's calling me. So I have to attend to them. Whereas if you make a conscious effort like you did, then at least you can kind of limit yourself from the attention that you're giving to the outer world Mm. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally I'll pick up my phone. I have like a thousand notifications, hundred notifications on like WeChat, Slack, WhatsApp, Gmail. Like I'm just like so many like people waiting on me to like answer them. And it just like, Oh, I don't want to like look at my tech right now. And it's like, if you don't answer them, they're like, Oh, you feel bad. Yeah. So it's really important, I think, to switch off. Like, I went to Cuba. I don't know if you know in Cuba, they don't have any uh, internet there. Yes, I heard actually. Well, I know because of Kim Kardashian's. Yeah. Is that that why you know? No, I went there. Okay, yeah. They don't have any internet there, only at certain places. Like, it's like a central location and you can connect to Wi Fi. Mm -hmm. So for like a week, you just had your phone that you can call, but there's no internet. And like, you, I just felt so good, you know? And it's like, it's interesting. Like the internet has like really changed how we live. There's so much pros, but like in terms of like how I felt, I felt so like chill, you know? And I, I think it's something that we really forget. Definitely. Yeah. Cause it's just, especially like, you know, Fionn, you're so active on social media, um, not just on your personal page, but you obviously have your business as well. And like, I'm sure that people are like constantly messaging you about honestly, whatever it is, like maybe like sizing or mm. um, I don't know, just questions about like your garments and stuff. And I think it obviously gets very, very overwhelming. You have like such a huge customer base. So it's, yeah it must be like really important for you to like really have that yeah. kind of like barrier and be like okay i'm switching off at this time yeah yeah i think we get stuck in our little world like i don't know like your job or like your work or like when you take like a holiday you're like hey man like this stuff is not what really matters you know what i mean like oh i have to be the best dancer i have to be the best pole dancer. i have to be the best business person like what in reality is truly like value to you Mm. you know like i don't know sometimes i feel like we get a little lost and we lose our priorities a little bit Yeah. yeah oh my gosh that is like such a golden nugget i feel like we always do get like so wrapped up in you know what we want to achieve or like what we want to be or like what we're not 
So like, what is value to you then? Uh, probably family. I'm like Asian, of course, family is number one. <laughs> like that's like just, it's not necessarily, necessarily drilled into you, but it's just shown to you by your family, you know? Uh, so family, um, also like, I think just like life experience, like I don't want to die and be like, oh shit, I didn't do what I always wanted to do. So that's why I'm always like, ah, I want to be the best at everything because I want to experience the most that I can in life. You know, Mm. I don't want to turn around and be like, oh, I just lived half ass. You know, I want to be like, okay, like, did I do my best? Did I do what I always wanted to do? Is there anything that I miss? Like, what else can I experience? You know, Mm. it's like, you only have one chance. Or do you? (laughs) Okay, that's like really deep, like philosophical stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So that's your drive in life. To be able to like experience a lot of things. Yeah, I think you want to just like live, literally like live your best life, right? That's why everyone does what they think they're doing is like gonna get make them happy, mm. right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to live my best life. <laughs> yeah. How can you, if you feel like you don't know what you're striving towards or like what your goal is? Mm-hmm. How can you find that goal? Me or like people? Like how did you find it yourself? I still don't know. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I still don't know what I want. You know, I'm just, sometimes I'm like, do I really want this? Like, okay. Like say for example, you might study, I don't know, law. And then you go and do that and it might not end up loving it. You know, I feel like people always do that. That happens a lot. You're just kind of doing your best that you can, you know, like right now I'm doing this business. Like, I don't know, tomorrow I might be like, oh, this is too much. I don't want to do this, you know, but just while I'm here at it, I just do as much as I can. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. You know what? That's, I think that's the best tip because, you know, I think... A lot of the times from an outside perspective, people probably think that like you have your shit together and you know exactly what you want and what your goal is and what your 10 year plan is and stuff. But you know what? Like sometimes like I feel like we just we don't even know where we're going, but like we're just living our best life at the moment. Yeah. And that's the most important thing, right? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I am very decisive. Like, if I want something, I want something and I just go for it. Mm. Like, and some people, like, just not sure. Like, they just can't make that decision yet. But, like, while I'm here, I'm going to give it all my all, you know? But I think some people just hesitate to make that decision in the first place. Mm. But I'm like, I don't want to waste time. You just trial and error. If you don't like it, don't do it. But at least I tried it and I made a step. Because if you don't take that first step, how do you know what you want? Yeah, definitely. And do you think that that's the reflection of like how your business is like currently running? Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I'm just (laughs) like, oh, let me try this. Let me try this. But because I'm so proactive, I test a lot and I'm like, okay, this didn't work. This worked. I like this. I don't like this. Whereas people, I think, just hesitate, Mm. you know? Um, so yeah, just knowing what you want and just trialing an error. Mm. 
Yeah. And I think, yeah, definitely. Like when it comes to like doing anything, I think it's just all about being proactive and just taking action. Because if yeah. you don't take that action, you don't know if it's going to end up well, if it's not going to end up well. It's like even doing like a pole trick, right? Yeah. If you don't try it, yeah. then how do you know if you can can or can't do it or not? How do you learn from it if you don't even take a step? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little more about the pole then. Yeah. Since we touched up on pole. Because <laughs> you mentioned that you haven't properly like done pole in like what, two years or something. I stopped teaching. I can't remember how, what year it was, but yeah. I do miss it though. I really love like the pole community and like, yeah, it was such a big, big part of my life. Like I know like you're fully into it now. Like I understand what you mean. You're so obsessed with it. I love teaching. I love my students. Like it's so fulfilling, so rewarding. Like I miss it. Mm. Yeah. And so the last time, I guess, like, like two years ago when you were doing pole. Yeah. And you mentioned that like you even entered Miss Pole, which is like, yeah, I don't even know until today. Like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I feel like you could just like do everything and anything. That's like crazy. Oh, but- thank you. That's, that's what I mean. Trial and error. Yep, I did it. Not that like not for me. <laughs> I was like too hard. <laughs> so, what was your experience like for Miss Pole then? Ah, uh, and what got you there? Like honestly, it was very scary. Like. I think for me, like, I never thought of myself as a very athletic person. Like, I just always want to push myself. And I remember someone else, like, another teacher. I used to teach at PDA as well. And, like, she was crazy good. Like, super bendy, like, crazy chicks. And she was like, oh, if Fionn can do it, then I thought, why can I do it? And 100% she was, like, so much better than me. But she just didn't think that she could. You know, I just mm. put myself out there and I just try it. But honestly, I don't think that I was that great. <laughs> so I just felt honored to be part of it, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm here. Like, I might not be as good as everybody else, especially like someone like Coco, who, who like was like kind of like um, I taught at her studio. She's competing like alongside me. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it's very intimidating, you know? But I just thought, whatever, like, give it my all, like, I'm doing it to push myself for the experience um, and just seeing, like, where it goes and, like, you're doing it this year, like, then you'll know, like, okay, do I want to continue that path? Did I like performing? Did I like the process? What did I want out of it? Why did I even do it, you know? Yeah. So what's, like, the biggest tip you can give for, I guess, maybe people that are just starting to maybe start competing i don't think i didn't compete that much i probably did like four or five comps i did like two three amateur comps I did dance filthy miss pole dance um i would say like i think this applies to anything but like be yourself and have your unique style like these days especially everyone's like pulling out a spatchcock or a bird of paradise throwing in the craziest trick but like what makes you unique as a person is your selling point, right? So, like, don't try to be somebody else. Like, do your style, do what you excel at, and that is what's going to differentiate you because everybody can do a spatchcock these days. Who cares? You know, like, do what you are good at and, sh- yeah, show you to the world. Mm. Yeah, that's. I think that's a great tip. Like, 
and it's so crazy to think because I, I remember like chili or like um if anyone knows like her chili rocks like the legendary chili rocks she <laughs> she was like oh back then like you know jade split was the hardest thing and yeah. everyone like literally bags out a spatchcock like literally everyone yeah you know? The standard's crazy. Yeah, the pole world has like evolved so much in like literally the past, well, like two, even two, three years. I think even like back in the day, like no one used to when you'd go to the gym, you know, like mm. I, when I was growing up, I'm a bit older, but like we didn't go to the gym in high school. But like now, like because of social media, everybody wants a big booty and like so everyone's really strong as well, you know, and it's like, whoa, like the standard is crazy. It is yeah. like, and this is even like, well, I started like Paul maybe like four and a half years ago but when I, when I started, <laughs> thank you. But like when I started, like no one even went to the gym either. Yeah. Like I remember like, and I, I wasn't, I really wasn't strong when I started at all. And like, I don't remember anyone in my class being like super fit, like in a beginner's class. Mm -hmm. But then now when I'm instructing, like I'm like, how are these beginners like doing a a climb like easily mm -hmm. in their first class? Like how? Yeah. <laughs> I literally had like no arm strength. Maybe it's like the food they're eating now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? All the hormones in the meat. <laughs> All the processed foods. I don't know. It's crazy. They're so, so strong. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine how it's going to be in, like, the next few years, like, yeah. in the pole community and how it's going to evolve and all the crazy tricks that are going to come out. I don't yeah. even want to think about it. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's very athletic, yeah. Yeah. So, like, what would you say, like, was the big difference between the pole world now and back then? Uh, when's back then? So, when did you start pole? Uh, I actually did it on and off. Probably in like, oh god, it's like when I was 18, it's like more than 10 years ago. Honestly, like, obviously, like, there's so many more studios now. Back then, there was like Bobby's and Suzy Q's. Mm. I don't know if you know, like, yeah, probably used to be Suzy Q. Yeah. Uh, so the style was very limited. It was kind of just like that kind of Bobby style, or yeah. like Suzy Q, where it was like very contemporary style. Okay. Um, but now, like, there's so many studios and so many more people, like, that are interested in it. So there's more competition as well. Mm. Um, so I guess that's why the standards are higher. There's more people doing it. There's more styles. Um, there's also more instructors that have, like, different backgrounds. Yeah. So, like, back then, like, I don't know, the teachers didn't really have much of a different background background but now you have like teachers like Lorna who's like a Cairo or like Renee she's like an exercise physiologist or like you know you have like a dance background teacher and they kind of bring all these different elements to teaching mm. which is like really cool mm. yeah definitely so like the standards are so much higher as well it is yeah you got all these like ex-gymnasts ex-ballerinas yeah you know? and I was just like Whoa. like they're doing they're probably like banging out a spatchcock in their first first class yeah <laughs> like oh, i give up <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy so like when so when it comes to the pole world i guess like for maybe for those that are like listening and they're just starting their journey in pole what's the biggest tip that you wish you knew before you started pole 
Um, probably cross training. Like I was saying to you earlier, like if you like even go to the gym or lift weights, like you'll progress so much faster and also like less likely to get injured. But mm-hmm. I know like even me as a beginner, I'm like, I just want to pull. It's so fun. But yeah, cross training is really important. Like whether it's like flexibility, Pilates, weights, it's really important. Mm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like pole dancers that have at least done it for maybe like four to six years, that's probably the best tip that or like biggest tip that people have said. Cross yeah. training for yeah. sure. But sometimes you don't have time because like pole is such a well-rounded sport you have to do everything you want to do handstands you want to do acro you want to like acting you want to do dancing it's like having the time to fit that in it's like full-on it is yeah. yeah and i guess that's why it's so unique and interesting as well because you don't just have to do tricks like if you don't want to do tricks then you don't have to do tricks you can yeah. just do dance if you want to yeah if you just want to do like base work or if you just want to work on flex, yeah, you can do that too. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different things that you can do. Like that's outside of the actual pole tricks mm-hmm. itself. So yeah, but cross training, yeah, yeah, well, I have to do it too. <laughs> I, I feel like though, because you teach so much, like that's kind of your training, the endurance training, the strength training. Like yeah, I, well, I I tried Pilates, like reformer Pilates, mm-hmm. but I was like. Pole is just so much more fun. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> it's just all like, like I, I like pole because there's so many different tricks that you can try. It's not just tricks. You can even dance. You can create dances. You can work on flexibility. You can do contortion. There's so many different things that go into pole. Mm-hmm. And I think the creative aspect of it is just so fun. Yeah. Whereas, you know maybe like weights and stuff it's great like i think it's great for like working on endurance and like strength and stuff but like it's just like at least for me like i find it really like kind of like repetitive Mm, yeah so i kind of just like like if i want to do conditioning i just want to do pole yeah i know i have to do weights (laughs) man pole is so fun like you're just doing a trick like hanging out with your mates hey come on like go 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 out and just training it's like not like you're going out to eat you're working towards like a collective goal Mm. you know so i I really miss it yeah that's true and like even like as you mentioned not to say like how amazing the community is everyone's just so like uplifting and like so positive and like you know you like i don't remember like going to a a gym and seeing all these people go like yeah bro let's let's (laughs) get it Like, you can't really imagine that. But in the pole community, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, you just did a leg hang. It's just so, it's so fun. Like, everyone's, like, clapping and, you know, like, spotting each other. Although, you know, right now, COVID and stuff, so it's really hard to spot each other. But I think that's the fun part. I'll tell you a funny story. Like, I went to just do a random F45 class. And because, like, I'm so used to pole, like, talking to people, like, hey, how's it going? And, like, I'm just very social. I was just like... Doing like doing the class like hello talk to me like somebody talk to me you know what I mean but like everyone's just in their zone I'm like oh, okay <laughs> no one's giving you attention <laughs> even in dance class like it's because you, like you have to have full focus whereas pole you kind of just like stop and you're like okay do this trick 
and then you kind of spot someone or you help someone. So there's a lot of talking and conversation, mm. but like other sports, it's just not as um social for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I I don't really do much sports outside, so I never yeah. really thought of that. Mm. Well, aside from the gym, I've tried it a few times, which didn't really last me long. I'm surprised. Look at these guns. <laughs> a lot of deadlifting. <laughs> like, not like gym deadlifting, like pole deadlifting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah, I guess the social aspect of it is like very, very like enticing and it's just so appealing to all the people that I guess stick to pole. Yeah. Yeah. I think because maybe like we don't live in a community, like, you know, our lifestyle. Mm. like the modern world so like having that community is like i think sydney pole did a survey once and they were like what was the one thing that kept like keeps you coming and like a lot of people said community Mm. yeah yeah because people feel lonely you know yeah because we're so like it's so strange like social media it like is obviously like such a huge part of our life now but then there's such a big connect between so many people, but there's such a big disconnect as well mm, Yeah. at the same time. So I feel like having that physical, I guess, like contact and physical, I guess, like just one-to-one like connection with like your students, like your cohort instructors and like having that, like it, it's, it may sound a little strange, but having that physical contact with your instructor even yeah. or students, it kind of connects you yeah. in a sense as well. Yeah. So I guess that's why it makes it so like appealing. Yeah. And it's not like, um, like when you go to work, you know, you're at work. Whereas after work, you go to class, it's like, it's fun. You know, they're helping you. It's such a, a nice feeling, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So wrapping up our whole entire kind of like interview, what would be, I guess, even at, like as a business owner, as a pole dancer, uh-huh. as just being Fionn yourself, what's the <laughs> biggest tip that you could give um, to like any other viewers? In terms of? Like really anything. It could be like a lifestyle. It could be like as a business owner. Yeah. Um... Or like maybe like a motto or something like you live by? A motto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would, one tip would be that really changed my life was reading. Um, I think if you want to really excel in anything or everything, like reading really changed my life. Um, I just like, I used to, I feel like I had a really kind of poor quality of life. Like, I wasn't really from, like, my parents really didn't have money. Like, they went through a phase where they were kind of had money and didn't have money. And I had to kind of, like, take them out of it. And having a business and reading books really what made me grow as a person and made my quality of life and changed my quality of life. So, like, I don't know if you know about Audible. You can listen to a lot of Audible books like when you're like cooking or walking or working out, whatever, um, I would really say, get your head in the books. Yeah. Mm. Um, and something else, <laughs> I really started to go on a spiritual path. Like, um, since I started yoga, I feel like that's one kind of dimension where I feel like people in the modern world don't really pay attention to, um, I don't know if you heard of like the life circle and you have like, 
your family, you have your career, you have spirituality. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. And you kind of rate it like. Mm. And I never really understood that spiritual aspect. I'm like, what does spirituality actually mean? Mm. Until I started to get into yoga and that whole like yogi culture, and explore that and read a lot about it, I feel a big fulfilling like a sense of fulfillment in that aspect. I feel like if you don't like kind of look into that, there's a kind of like a hole missing. Because、mm. like, okay, you can be like so successful, you can be a billionaire, or like. Do whatever it is that you desire, but if that aspect of your life is missing, you kind of feel like empty.、Mm, yeah,、right. but I feel like people don't come across that until they're kind of older, or like go through something really traumatic. Because it's like, if you're happy, why would you kind of seek for that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what would you say?、Um, Is your favorite or like best read then in terms of like your Audible?、Uh, like, what would you recommend? Yeah, so there's this yogi called Sadguru. He has like so many YouTube videos. Like, he's fantastic.、Um, he's got two books. One is called Inner Engineering, which I've done his program. It's like,、um, if you do that program, it's a bunch of like、uh, yoga poses and breathing techniques.、Um, And then he released another book recently called Karma. Those two books are really good,、um, and he explains it like in a good way that kind of、um, appeals to the kind of modern modern world. Those two books, yeah. Okay. Well, look out for those books. I'm I'm definitely because I read Audible as well, or I listen to Audible as well. So I'm gonna have a look at those. I'll screenshot it to you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well. I think we're gonna wrap up the interview here. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. That was fun. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you so much for coming here. So, how,、um, in terms of people finding you, where can they find you on social media or like website? Yeah. So our、um, Instagram page for Luna Lay is Luna Lay Store, and then my personal is at fiance f i o n c e underscore. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming again. Thank you for having me, and we shall see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and also leaving this show with some great tips that can help you and your well-being. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via our website or any other socials on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or at Paul Art Vault. If you also enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you're notified every time I upload an episode. And also, it will be much appreciated if you can leave a comment and five-star review if you feel like you gained any valuable information. Until next time, keep slaying, hun.